Hello, Center Church, and welcome back to our Ephesians study. So glad you decided to join us today for this section of Ephesians. We are going to wrap up Ephesians chapter 4 today, and man, it has been quite the journey through this chapter. I have loved going through the second half. First half was Pastor Kelly. Uh, what a beautiful chapter that starts us off. Uh, in how we live in response to what Christ has done. The first three chapters uh, are the beautiful tale of what Christ has done on our behalf and who he is in light of that. And now we get to look at how we respond, how our lives are changed as a result of that. So I hope that you're well. Uh, let's dive right in. So last, uh, the last three weeks, we've been covering the second half of Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to wrap up today with verses 29 through 32. So let's go through just a few things that we know uh, as a result of studying chapter 4 so that we can see the building of ideas that's happening in chapter 4. So this is what we know. We know that as a result of what Christ did for us, we are called to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. That's the language early on in chapter 4. And as a result of our uh, salvation and justification, we are called to live differently than we did before we had salvation, before we knew Jesus personally. And, and, and because of that, we are to exist in and participate through the local church in blessing our community and being a blessing to those around us. Uh, it then went on to talk about how our old life led to some destructive thinking and behaviors. In fact, the, the language refers to futile thinking, which means that it's incapable of producing anything meaningful. It's actually pointless thinking. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to have pointless, meaningless thoughts. It also talked about the hardness of our hearts. Uh, and we referenced a few weeks ago that when we receive Christ, when we decide to follow Jesus, we get a new heart, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, so instead of those destructive behaviors, instead of the things that we shouldn't do, we look at Jesus, we learn from Jesus, we study Jesus, the Holy Spirit works in our heart to make us more like Jesus, we follow Jesus, and that's the essence of that first couple verses of the second half of Ephesians 4. Uh, then last week we talked about some of the behaviors that are really destructive and why we should avoid them. One of those was lying. You know, it seems pretty simple. Don't lie. But another way to think about it is, is that we are called to be truthful and to speak in truth. In fact, uh, Matthew Henry says that debt or truth is a debt we owe to one another. Then we also talked about anger and how Anger, if it sits too long in your soul, can fester into wrath. And it's like a stench that permeates your soul and you want to get rid of it. So deal with that. And then uh, finally, it talked about how we are to not steal. Um, but instead, we are to do useful things with our hands, uh, to spend our time doing useful things, producing stuff, so that those that are around us that need something, we might have something to give them as well as live a good life. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, today we wrap up Ephesians chapter 4. So let me just read verses 29 through 32 for you right now. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, 
but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. So, in today's passage, we see the first thing uh, that we are to avoid is unwholesome talk. And this can be really described as corrupt communication. Now, corruption uh, can be defined as a willingness to act, or in our case, speak dishonestly in return for personal gain or monetary gain. So if you're lying to get ahead, if you're cheating to get ahead, uh, don't do that. Don't do it with your actions or with your words. The analogy that I've heard that I like a lot about this is um, when you think about corruption, if a computer file is corrupt, it can actually take down the entire program. If just one file is corrupt, it can stop the entire program from doing what it's supposed to do. So maybe you think, oh, uh, you know, unwholesome talk, like as long as I don't swear or say a bad joke, then I'm fine. But that's not it at all. That's not the fullness of it. Rather, uh, we need to be uh, reliable and honest in our communication and therefore we're not being coming corrupt we don't become corrupt and therefore uh, lose our character and our good standing with other people so don't don't do it um, don't use unwholesome talk be reliable and be honest that's what it's telling us to do next it talks about how we are to not grieve the Holy Spirit and to not do that we must get rid of bitterness uh, rage and anger, which we talked about a little bit last week, brawling and slander, those things are not good either, and every form of malice. I think it's pretty simple, but just in case you're not getting it, the idea is don't be a jerk. <laughs> it's as simple as that, because being a jerk is bad for you, and it's bad for the people around you. More importantly, it grieves the Holy Spirit, and we don't want to do that. And finally, in this section, we end with some of the wisest instruction that we can possibly be given and give to others. Um, it says, be kind and compassionate to one another. If everyone in the world woke up tomorrow and made their goal, the one goal of that day uh, was to be compassionate um, and kind to everyone they interact with, the place would change immediately. The world would change immediately for the better. But like you, I'm sure, I know that this is not likely to happen. And I believe that, that the reason for that is summed up in the second half of this statement. Um, it's because not everyone has received the life-altering, grace-inducing, gospel-centered forgiveness that I have received and hopefully you have received in Jesus from God. Those are the things that we get. And so while it is true that it is not likely to happen, I'm not giving up on the prospect of it. I'm not quitting. I, I am called to be the exception to that and I'm going to work uh, my butt off 
uh, for lack of a better term, I'm going to hustle to give as many people the opportunity to know Jesus so that that same transformation can happen inside of them. The kindness and compassion that comes from Jesus uh, is the kind of compassion and kindness that will change the world. And I know you and I can be a part of that. We are a part of that. So let me just encourage you with this as we wrap up Ephesians chapter 4. I want you to go back and reflect on all that is talked about in Ephesians 4. It's, it's actually impressive how much there is in that. And if you need to go back and watch the rest of the videos, I encourage you to do that. But definitely pick up scripture, pick up your Bible, open up the Bible app, read chapter 4, and reflect on all that we've covered. And remember that in light of all of these instructions and these behaviors, they're only possible because of the grace of Jesus Christ. And when we fall short, the grace of Christ is still sufficient. It covers the gaps and the errors when you fall short and I fall short. And that's the good news. So we don't hide in a corner. We don't wait for our life to end. We go out. We passionately talk about the good news of Jesus, the gospel, because that same life-giving spirit that you have received if you know Jesus that I have received because I know Jesus is is available to anyone and everyone and that is truly inspiring so as we wrap that up just know your salvation of course is not dependent on what you do it's been given to you by Christ through faith alone but I know you know somebody who wants or needs rather, maybe they don't know they want it, but they certainly need to know Jesus. And if you can participate in that, um, that would be amazing. So I hope that this Ephesians 4 passage has really um, helped you understand that you're called to a better life, that um, through Jesus and in Jesus, your thinking is purposeful, that your behaviors uh, look differently, that you're no longer heading down destructive paths, and that kindness and compassion is what we're called to. So let's do that together. Good to see you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.